lawsuit. But along came Doris Wishman, who is a New York City girl with a little bit of experience in acting and distribution and producing based on some family members who were in the industry. And she was very she was made a very young widow um, around this time in uh, 1960. I can't remember the exact year, but her husband died Mm -hmm. of a heart attack basically at 31. And they had only been married for like six months. And she basically said she got into film to kind of like fill the void of that loss that she, she kind of, she liked it as a hobby and she liked being creative and having an outlet for some of these feelings that she had. So she started borrowing money from friends and family and she eventually got 10k to shoot a nudist film which was a very specific subgenre of sexploitation literally about the nudist movement in the 60s and like nudist okay. camps and communities like like i almost think of like uh like imagine like a character from like the mad men era or something like that but they got mm-hmm. really into just like as a as a, a political project just like being naked on their lawns like that's literally <laughs> So she did one film, or I think I think one of her first films called Hideout in the Sun, which is about two bank robbing brothers like straight out of an on the run noir needing to lie low after doing a, a heist that goes wrong and choosing by accident to hide out in a Floridist, uh, Florida nudist like camp or commune <laughs> for a little while. And the whole movie is they them discover like discover themselves. To, yeah, literally, they discover awesome. the the joys of love and freedom of expression, and how much more fun being a nudist is than being killed over money. <laughs> yeah. And it's so it's so cool because I've just never seen such a pure bare bones like exploitation premise like that mined for something that was like pretty genuinely sweet. Like, yes, yeah. it has all the cynical topless women are in the background of half the film, but like right. the movie is actually interested in the nud- nudist community, and you know she would go on to make a ton of films in that genre uh diary of a nudist was kind of like one of the lamer ones that i watched mostly because for some Mm. reason that film was about uh ethical reporting on nudism versus like the actual characters it's very strange uh thing where like one of the girls is like a journalist being like the papers aren't covering the nudist community fairly like that's like the drama of the film um so but she, uh, she's trying to kind of fight for it a little bit, but it just comes a off little, as a little dull in the movie itself. Yeah, I mean, she has a little bit of that John Waters quality, I find, where like, okay, you know, she yeah. makes movies about these strange communities or specific mm. personality types that she likes. But she wants to depict them in a way where you, you know, you get, you know, you you do get a sense of their humanity and you get something out of them. Like that was very clearly her desire um, with those films. Mm-hmm. Um and then she would, though, eventually get into what bad girls go to go to hell is here, which is what we would call kind of like the roughy, which is where she got more into the ideas of like women being unsafe, women being assaulted, women being objectified. And like that kind of took on the uh, yeah. that was where her interest lied for a little while um, in the 60s, which then, you, you know, like most of her films of that era, you, they kind of walk the line of like what's commentary here and what is just genuinely being. You know, entertaining or yeah, well, because that's just it is like the contractual obligation is that she needs to make a perverted film that leers at the women and the guys get to jerk off to. But then Um, she goes and has her raped like five times and you're just kind of like, well, I guess that's not what I like. I imagine people that uh, would mostly go to these kind of things and watch these films were going 
probably for the entertainment mostly. Yeah. And to see so something people, like pe- this would be, you'd pr- really be thrown back probably. Yeah. Well, so a lot of the men found it too confrontational and they yeah, were like, this right. just isn't, I don't, I just don't like this. And then mm-hmm. anyone who would reclaim it from like a feminist perspective would be like, well, it still has all the disgusting shit in it. Like that like contradicts the, 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 the commentary that she's trying to make, you know? Yeah. So like, like the, the, the like the like the way that they filmed the the female form and stuff, which I think yes. like at times is is definitely lovingly, but then of course there's there's an exploitation factor to it. it it's it's inevitable and it it just happens. But yeah, um, th- yeah, she but, does kind of have a mix of the two. I, I find. Yeah, but if if you can get into her specific headspace, like the, the, there is something really cool in that contradiction that she's doing yes. both of these things. That one, you can tell she loves looking at the female body. Mm-hmm. She loves, yep. you know, uh, the idea of these women just kind of like hanging around their apartments um, and you know, kind of like living their life. But at the same time, she wants to show that like these women are in danger doing something as simple as this. Like in one film, she did indecent desires. There's this whole aspect of like it's a lot of the same as this like it's a girl in her apartments and shots of plants but then there is like a guy who is like voyeuristically spying on this girl and he's like a loner and he's a creep and he starts uh he creates like a voodoo doll out of her that actually starts like he starts being able to like use it on her and literally use her as like an objectified plaything and everything like that so like mm. this is where her sensibilities were at the time uh, up until kind of like her 70s weirdo era, but we'll talk about that a little bit later with A Night to Dismember. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah. all of this is in summary to say that Doris Wishman was given very little money to make a movie that financiers could put a hot girl on the poster, promise the male audience that there would be some nudity, and if she could deliver that, they didn't much care what she wrote and what she directed, and as a result, she got to play around and experiment in the genre a lot and figure out ideas and visual ways of tackling voyeurism and abuse and women as mundane objects and playthings for yeah. men and the wandering domestic ennui of, of housewives. Like Her signature style involves a lot of apartment melodramas shot in long takes that are borderline mm-hmm. incomprehensible with the jump cutting where it's like yeah, there's it's they're, they're psychologically fractured to like to show you random things that are in the room that they're thinking about almost yeah, it, if the camera like feels, wants to look away but it can't yeah sometimes it feels like y- you get the the gist of the conversations that they're having but it almost feels like you're missing every once in a while uh, a couple sentences before they go on to the next one and and the way that it's edited is very uh it can, it can be jarring a little bit. This one I yeah, found some, sometimes a she wouldn't composed. even shoot mouths and just dub right. in posts like what she wanted the story to be because she yeah. wanted the freedom to just move the camera so much all the time. Yeah. And she does a lot of that. Like, I love this this bedroom sequence in the beginning where it's just showing them in bed and she just kind of has the camera uh, wandering around them. Like, it's not still. She seems to be walking around.